This is Blake 7 in Character, the podcast that travels at Standard by 5 to seek out elements from the classic TV show. We'll be taking a look at the one-off characters, and occasionally the not-so-one-offs. Who they are, what we think, the actor's backstory, and anything else that occurs to us as we waffle away. So, stand by to teleport, but this is going to be spoiler-heavy, so it's advisable that you watch the story first. Well, here we go. Not an imaginary story, not a dream, not even a special. We are back. Blake Seven in character are back with a brand new regular episode, would you believe? Yes. I mean, how long has it been since we did the last regular episode? Well, that's, the world has changed, hasn't it? That was it? the wrap-up one, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, that, that, that was episode 100. 100. Um, yeah. I think this is episode like 116. So we've had like 15 specials yeah. since we officially finished our podcast. Yeah. Um, um, I, th- I think we've had, we've had several presidential changes in America, quite a few <laughs> prime ministerial changes, several Doctor Who changes. A pandemic. Um, pandemic. Yeah, so quite a bit's happened. Um, I suppose the question is, why are we back talking about Blake Seven? Didn't didn't we didn't we cover everyone? No, we, we did didn't, it? and that's why we are back. Um, there's that. Plus, I've missed it. I've missed yeah. uh, talking about <laughs> Blake Seven. And um, you know, as we record this, we've just watched the first of the Doctor Who specials. Yes, and which makes it even more. Uh, um, well, tempting to actually uh, enticing to go back into the world of Blake Seven. It does make me. It does make me offer this little prayer to any of the uh, old calendar gods that are listening: is never remake Blake Seven. No, no. Do not do it. Let it just stay there, so we can come back to it, and that's what we're doing. So, yeah, I mean, I I thought we had um, mined the show of all its characters, but no, no, no. I've been thinking about it for a while. There are characters in stories where, you know, um, you'll have, you know, far more, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Far far more to the front, to the fore yes, characters yeah. that are so big that yeah, we've they discussed sort of eclipse, them. don't they? They eclipse That's the, it. the secondary yeah. characters. Yeah. And Who so, are also interested in their own right. Well, that's that, that. That's what we're going to do. So we're going to yeah. go back. We're going to revisit. I don't know if we're going to revisit every story, <laughs> um, but we are going to revisit yeah. an awful lot. Look, uh, that was very good. Yeah, um, somebody that might have been eclipsed. Yes, by others, and so we're returning to uh, uh, them. But also, the other thing that we've got to do is, you know, Blake Seven in character was the very first show you and I did, it was, and yeah. yeah, and something that. We instigated, it was something that you instigated, it was all, all thanks to you, was the notion of all the characters uh, living in a caravan park <laughs> yes. in yeah. Doctor Who. Um, and that's what we've been doing, and we've carried that through. Um, you know, it was escape pods in Alien in character, yeah. wasn't it? It was uh, run-down apartments in Blade Runner in character. Um, uh, but it's the, the, the idea of, of voting out of ten for yes. the characters and putting them in a Blake Seven dome, I suppose, rather than a caravan yeah. park. Um, yeah, and that's what we're going to do. So, so we're going to um, each time we do a, a, a new uh, episode of this, we're going to look at one of the secondary characters, or maybe more than one secondary character, and at the end, not only vote and put them in a caravan park inside a dome, but um, 
the main characters as well, yes, ones we've yeah. already discussed. Because it's weird to think back now with Blake Seven and Character that we didn't do that, isn't it? No, because it you seems such a staple. You suggested yeah. that after you know um, yeah, d- during Doctor Who adversaries, yeah. and it wasn't right at the beginning. I don't no, think no, either. No, we, you know? we didn't cover a few of them. So yeah, so so yeah, we used to just discuss a character, and that was it. Wasn't it? We didn't vote. We didn't. Uh, we did at the end. We them. voted for our favourite, you know, main characters yes. and stuff like this, but not the actual, um, you know, out of ten, put them in a park sort of yeah. thing. So that's what we're going to do. So today we are at Bounty, aren't we? We're talking we are, about yes. a, a Bounty, a, a story not the we, bar. <laughs> we 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 visited it twice, didn't we? We um, did. Yeah, we we looked at Sarkov, didn't we? And. Um, the leader of the Space Arabs. Tarvin. Tarvin, that's him. Yeah, you say bounty. When we've got Tarvin, we've got a bit of Turkish delight going Turkish on there. Turkish delight, yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So we are back for a third time to look at bounty, all right? Yes. Because we're going to look at Tice today. We're going to look at Tice, but we've also got to vote on Sarkov and <coughs> Tarvin as well. We've got to okay. put them in the caravan park, all right? Okay, fair enough. So off we go then, shall we? Yeah, let's... Uh... Let's claim our bounty. Very good. He won't go with you. He must. He was broken, can't you see that? If you'd known him before, you'd understand. He was a very special man. Brilliant and proud. Failure never occurred to him. But the elections were rigged. But still failure. Yeah, that's something you should understand. I thought I could help him. He must come with us, by force if necessary. I know. He will take us both. Put this on. And put one on him. I'll go and check where the guards are. Not very good. The very first thing we see in this story is Callie in that god-awful Bet Lynch yes. coat. Um, it's interesting. Uh, and I think, I don't know whether we just, we may, if, if, you're, if you're one of these um, people that, that like re-listen all the time to the old Blake Seven character, remember me and Eric probably haven't, heard it since we recorded it no many many years ago so we may repeat stuff we might contradict stuff we probably will because our brains have gone on we're older now as well we're older now we're older and and a lot more senile um but i was thinking in my notes i put this about callie's thing do you think this was a conscious decision to not have her in uniform to differentiate her from the crew because this is i don't think they've sort of done that with avon and they avon he wore, I think he only ever wore once the, the Liberator Anorak. Um, but Callie, yeah, it, I wonder why in this particular one she's uh, she's so dressed differently. Because it's not even like this is a gorilla outfit, is it? No, no. She's not going to blend in with that no, coat. No. The only thing I can think of, I mean, you see, when you see, you, you know, Jane and Gareth talking there... Um, it's bloody freezing. They've got frost yeah. on their breath. Could it be as simple as she was freezing and someone, you know, one of the crew had this coat here, put this on? I, it could well be. Perhaps it was. Um, next time we see uh, Jan Chappelle, we should ask her, say, was that your coat? Did you just turn up in that? And they went, oh, that's good enough. It would What's explain... Really, yeah. Go on. I was going to say, it would really explain why it's never shown at any of the exhibitions yeah, of the costumes. Cupboard, yeah. If it if it was one of the um, behind the scenes people, yeah, it could well be. What's interesting though is the um, 
watching it the the hood so it's it's got a furry hood as well but the hood appears to have been reversed to match so it doesn't match the coat so you you've got she's wearing a coat that's like leopard horrible leopard fur on the outside and then the hood has the horrible leopard fur on the inside that's weird yeah and i'm I, i was thinking is it because she mainly has the hood down so they wanted it more to blend in um, was it one of those like detachable hoods? You used to, you used to get coats with hoods on poppers that so you could mm-hmm. wear them in summer and winter. Yeah, it's it's just a weird little interesting thing as to why why a hood is back to front to the rest of the jacket, or is the jacket back to front? Was was it actually meant to be the fur on the inside? Ah, you know, as as a warmth thing, and they've reversed it for some reason because it's such a weird outfit. It it could be that. I mean, yeah, it could be just like a regular Mac. Yeah, the other way around, inside, but it's like let's turn, turn it inside out. out. That looks a bit more interesting. <laughs> yeah, oh, it yeah. could well be. I mean, it's probably something we'll never. I have to ask June Hudson out. if she's yeah. at the event next year. She'll go. I didn't design that. She bit wouldn't own up to it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so there they are. They're in the woods and they see the car go past. You know, yes. with, with, with Tice driving Brum, it. Drum goes past. Yeah. Yeah. Now, <laughs> yeah. Did we discuss this before? How has this survived? into the second calendar because you don't see anything on the roads like this now and well, it's only a so, hundred years yeah several of the characters make reference to what the hell is that automobile because other than um other than those weird mining cart things in the first episode we don't really see any ground transportation no um which is strange really because they must need it but i suppose if they can't afford yeah, it though. they can't afford it um I could see one of these perhaps surviving in a collection or um but it's not going to be original is it he's going to have to replace all of the cuz he's not where's he going to get petrol from well later on we we, we see Sarkov he's got his you know he's got his record collection yeah. and stuff like that i mean these are the, these are little you know gifts given to him by the base yeah. commander to keep him sweet isn't it and keep yes, him happy driving him yeah but like you say where do they get the petrol from? Who maintains yeah. this car? Does Tice maintain the car? Yeah, I, where are you going to find a garage? Who um, taught Tice how to drive it? Yeah. I, it, there's a lot of questions with this. Um, also, I mean, I think we mentioned uh, when we discussed this originally in one of the episodes, it's like, why are all of his stuff from the past... Yeah, from the past of yeah, the time that it of was the made. the time that it was made. He hasn't got anything from, like, this is from the 21st century and it's a holographic blah, blah, blah. It's all what we would class as antiques. There's not even anything from the 70s, is no, there? No, no. Um, yeah, so it, it's a very strange collection. Um, but what? also, I suppose the other the other thing is... Where's he going in the car? Where does he go that he needs a car for? Well, he comes back from the base commander, doesn't he? Yeah. Because he's got a little gift in a box. I'm presuming the base commander is a different person to Mr. Flippy Helmet. Yeah, that's sub-commander Cheney, right. that okay. is. Yeah. So, we talked about so him before I remember. There must be an unseen other building on yeah, this there's planet. A, there's a bureaucrat somewhere yeah. who's, who's feeding it, Sarkov all his lies and stuff like that. But... We find out later they've been there for seven years. Yes. So Tice and her father, because we don't find out until the very last minutes of this story, 
that th- this is father and daughter. Well, it's sort of when once you've watched it once and you know that it's difficult to watch it again and get the feel for what they were trying for with the Tice character. So when I watched it, I was de- I was trying to think, okay, she's not his daughter. What you know? How does that affect the way we're viewing and that? Um, and I think this is true of a lot of uh, a lot of plots in that once you know the twist, it's difficult to watch again. Yeah, and get the the feeling that that you know that was intended. Um, but yeah, we don't find out till pretty much the final scene, do we? That that uh, Tice is his daughter, and it explains so much in her relationship with him. She um, has contempt for him, doesn't oh, she? Oh yes, yeah. Well, it's 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 quite a nuanced thing because she's got starts off. She's got utter contempt for him, almost to the point where she hates him. And if she's not his daughter, it's like, why would he keep her around? Yeah, why? sack her. Yeah, sack her. Get rid of her. Um, and you would think the base commander would have got rid of her because she's quite openly hostile to the Federation. And it's only when you find out it's his daughter that it all drops in. It goes, oh, okay, that makes sense now. Mm. But she's also got great pride in his legacy, in his, yes. what he used to be. Um, which, again, doesn't make any sense unless you know that it's that she's his daughter. Um, so, yeah, very, very, very interestingly written character. Yeah. I, I I like the fact, you know, they've been there seven years. You can see this resentment of him yes. in that it looks like, much like, you know, Dana with Hal Mellonby, they're just stuck together. She's got no friends there. Yeah. Literally, yeah, what can she do? Everyone else we see, I'm presuming everyone else on the planet, is a Federation trooper. Yes. Or a Federation politician who she hates. So, yeah, she's, she's, no wonder she's a bit sort of uh, grumpy. Yeah. That <coughs> she's got no one her own age, no one her own viewpoint. She's stuck there with her dad in a really unhealthy relationship because Sarkov is a bit of a strange person old fella um yeah it's no wonder she's a bit which would you have liked to have seen her join the crew instead of say dana i do like her i yeah. like tice you know um she's um, got a bit of sass isn't she she's yeah of... yeah she she's very similar to dana in that you know I, I mean they've been there seven years and and the the actress who plays tice was in her mid-twenties at the yeah. time. So she, they would have arrived that planet when she was a teenager. Yeah, still. she would have been a stroppy 14, 15-year-old. And, and she stayed yeah. stroppy, I think. Yeah, because stayed stroppy. What, what sort of a life is this? Yeah, it, it's a horrible life. Because it's sort of... This is the, the sort of like same idea as like in World War II with Vichy France, isn't it? This is... He's sold out, but he doesn't... He thinks he's won. He mm. thinks he's getting a better deal. And it's actually, no, he's a collaborator. He's enabled us because he doesn't know that the election was rigged and, mm. and that he's been set up um and she really resents him because she can't see why he's not wanting to fight back but he doesn't really see that the federation are the bad guys mm. you know again this lovely gray area that we got from blake seven um that the, the the bad guys are not necessarily bad and the good guys are not necessarily good all the time um but yeah it, it I can just imagine this sort of probably because before this he was he was president of a planet. She would have been the president's daughter, probably oh, very shit. privileged, yes, spoiled sort of life, and then she ends up dumped with her dad. Doesn't understand why on in this very soggy wood in this horrible castle, 
with just Do you just think she's a, got yeah. goodies? We never see her room. We only see no, Sarkos' room. What, 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 what mementos from the past would she have had, do you think? I don't know. I reckon she's probably got just weapons. Well, <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the question is, where did those yeah. flintlocks come from? Yeah. Well, she's very handy. When we first meet her, you think she's his security, his bodyguard, don't you? Well, she's very says handy so, with, doesn't uh, he? Yeah. Very handy with the, the flintlocks. Um, she doesn't cock them, no. Not that good. Um, <laughs> That's a bugbear of yours, isn't oh, it? It annoys me. No one ever gets flintlocks correct. Other than, have to say, Sharp. Yeah. Every time Sharp got it right because they had military advisors, but no one else does. Um, yeah, she's she's pretty handy with weapons. It feels like it feels like she's a killer, but she can't have killed anyone yet. No. You know. A, a, even Dana, you, you got the feeling she probably offed one or two of the savages, mm. the natives. Uh, but there's no natives on this planet, is it? Is there anything else on this planet, Joe? Well, there's small rodents. We know that. Yes, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> perhaps that's she it. goes perhaps off she's, hunting. Yeah, perhaps she goes hunting and, and kills rats and things. Um, it's not much of a life, is it? No, not much of a life at all. Um, and you can also, you can sort of see that I imagine the Federation guards would have wouldn't have treated her particularly well. No, you know what I mean, I imagine there was a bit of trying it on with her. Um, I mean, if that's an un- uninhabited planet, I mean, she might be the only female on the planet. Yeah, yeah it could could well be because <laughs> we never see that. Like the wives of the officers, no, nope. uh, sort of a, a, a sent on the the missions with them and that and encampments and that. So yeah, she she could well be the only female on the planet. Yeah, yeah. So she so she's a a young teenager that went through puberty and all the problems that have with no other female presence. No. Just her old dad <laughs> and some greasy guards. Yeah. It's a wonder she's not homicidal, isn't it? Yeah. So they arrive at, at the wonderful tower of Quex Park. Yes. Um, which, with the tower on the top, looks like it's a painting, but it's not. That no, actually that, is a that real place. Me when you said originally, it's like, no, no, that's not a special effect. That's on there. It's real. So, it, it's wow. down the road from me. It's what? Um, how far a drive? A 35 minute drive. Yeah to it um you can go to that park um you know um you know it's a park you can go there and park but the actual tower is a private residence and there's a fence all the way around it so you can't go up to it but i know that they do allow and it's at the owner's discretion uh people to come and visit and have a look around and i did email them ages ago what yeah two months ago something like that to say look um I've done this podcast. It'd be really good. Would it be all right if I could come along one day? I'd like to get some um, screenshots, you know, from Blake Seven, you know, print them out and just do a then and now. Yeah. You know, just where Callie, you know, jumps down and and, and knocks the guard out and et cetera, et cetera. Not heard a word back, but I I hold out hope that one day maybe I can do a little special, a little report from Yeah, that would be good. It'd be nice to go along. No, no. I'm from a distance. It looks, it looks yeah. exactly the same. Um, I, it would be nice to uh, be able to uh, put on my Federation guard yeah. outfit and and get have your a walk missus around to it. put on a bet Lynch coat, and she can jump down on top of me. Yeah, yeah. yeah there you go. <laughs> I'd be up for that. Who um, says the romance is dead? <laughs> so yeah, they arrive there, and Tice opens the door for Sarkov yep. um, with a look of disdain on her face and um 
disparages the base commander. Yeah. Um, she reckons he's a sucker-upper. Well, she says, don't forget your gift, your bribe. And she says, yeah, he's, she runs him down. And Sarkov is like, "That's don't talk about him like that. He's a well-meaning bureaucrat, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he's totally taken in, isn't he? Yeah. And, but she sees it. She sees yeah. it for what it is. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Well, she's, she's, it's probably the only thing keeping her sane, isn't it? Is this constant running down of the Federation. Yeah, I guess so. That and maintaining the car, because yeah. she's told to take it to the garage. Yeah. I imagine perhaps that's it. She, that's her, that's her hobby is keeping this car going. Oh, poor girl. <laughs> Which is hilarious later on when Blake says, let me drive or whatever. And it's like, what? Yeah. You've never seen this vehicle before. Yeah. Oh, mm. Blake. We'll fast forward to Ty yep. somehow managing to creep up on Blake yep. while he's uh, talking to Sarkov and, and puts a flintlock to his head. Um, I like the way she's got two. She doesn't yeah, need two. Like no, no. It's uh, Well, you know, if you miss with the first one, you want a second one. Yeah. You know, although I imagine that uh, she'd probably get multiple shots out of it in a standard BBC way. Yeah. That would yeah. have annoyed me as well. Um, yeah, yeah uh, this whole sequence, I, I think we liked it last time, and I certainly like it still. It's, it's great when uh, Sarkov's going through his thing, and he goes, do you know what this is? And Blake's like, oh, it's a, an old percussion weapon. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's really good. <laughs> I, I I like the fact, you know, um, I mean, before on this show, you know, we've put down Terry Nation. Yeah. Um, but I do like the fact that, you know, there is no winking to us that there's something other than, you know, boss and bodyguard, because, you know, yep. Sarkov orders her to put the guns down. She ignores it, and she says, I've heard every feeble, self-pitying word. You're already dead, Sarkov. There's no clue at all no. in this, yeah, normally of you their would, relationship. Normally you would get a, you would get this sort of exchange, and then she would just add father at the end, yeah. and a shot of Blake going, what? Um, yeah, no, it's just, you just think, God, his staff really don't like him. Yeah, yeah. We don't see it, but somehow she catches Callie. Yeah. I would um, have loved to have seen that. Yeah. Because again, it, in this episode, Callie is pretty, is her, her original character, isn't she? She's a really good gorilla. She spots all the guards before Blake. They use telepathy, which is great. Why didn't they use that more? Mm. Um, she's the one doing all that stuff. And then off screen, it sort of it bumps up Tice that she caught Callie. Yeah. I'd love to have seen that. That would have been a good, good shot. Again, it sort of you it reinforces you go. Oh, she's got to be his bodyguard. She's got to be security. Yeah. Um, and it it does show that she could probably take all of these Federation troopers on and kill them. And it's just the fact that Sarkov's agreed to behave himself. Yeah. Yeah. She is fascinating. I mean, you know, the, when I started uh, thinking about, you know, resurrecting this show, it's like one of the categories was going to be, and I don't think we'll do it now, but are they A or B list? You know, oh, are they truly secondary or did they deserve to be primary? She is a primary character. Oh, she's a primary it, character, yeah, because she's, um, she's very much, she's as important of Sarkov, as Sarkov in this and much better than the... Uh, you know the uh, the space Arabs we get. Um, no, I think she's she's probably more interesting character than Sarkov. Yes, but the focus is on Sarkov, is on so Sarkov, we kind of yes. like overlooked her before. 
Um, it's, it's through her that we uh, we find out, you know, that Sarkov ran away after his election yeah. defeat onto a Federation-provided planet. Because he views that the Federation did him a big and did him a big favour by supplying this planet that he could hide on. Because he sees that he failed and his people didn't want him. Uh, and I think Tice knows that's not true, doesn't she? She hasn't yeah. got any proof, but she knows that's probably not true and that the Federation lie. But but uh, Zarkov is very much, why would the Federation lie? Yeah. And again, this is a, something that we've had come up on, on, on a number of our shows, is when we're looking <coughs> at a particular character for doing the podcast, you're not looking at the others. No. So we haven't really looked at Tice. Um, and when... Blake is telling Sarkov about the Lindor strategy. If you look at Tice, she's listening intently to everything Blake's saying. And you can see it's registering with her and she's believing everything everything Blake's saying, she's believing. Yeah. A hundred percent. She's the pen is dropped because I think it sort of matched what she suspected all along that there's some skullduggery afoot with the Federation. Um, And I, I think I think it also stems back from I, everyone everyone we see interacting with Sarkov, I imagine all the Federation people, on their best behaviour with him. You know, treating him as if he's still in charge. Yeah. You know, for this big show. But I imagine they're not particularly nice to uh, Tice. No. She's not particularly nice to them. So I think she she's probably got a better inkling that these aren't the the lovely, soft, touchy-feely people that are you know protecting you mm. that Sarkov thinks they are so yeah it's really interesting watching her as Blake's saying it and it's yeah she she's straight away grasped what's happened this actress is really good but if you look at her on IMDB she wasn't really an actress and she oh, didn't really? do an awful lot but I think she's really good yeah I, I think she's very good in this um she's she's um She's got a very, very wide mouth. She's got big lips, doesn't Carly, she? Carly Simon's style mouth. Yeah, um, she, she's got pre-collagen lips. Yes. She's naturally yeah. got big lips. Exactly, she? yes. Yeah, she's very good, very believable. Um, and again, I, when we were discussing on Doc 2, we were discussing Harrison Chase. Anyone that wears gloves indoors <laughs> is an interesting affectation to do, and she wears gloves throughout. I like her outfit. Yeah. I like that red. Yeah coat that she's got yeah it does stand out um but yeah very 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 well played character yeah and it could have been she could have been played very much like you know a a bubble-headed you know daughter in distress type type thing but early blake seven was just really good at doing strong female characters and what I like about her is she doesn't use her feminine wiles no. to try and get anything, yeah. which is odd because um, I looked up the word Tice. Yeah. And from like entice, entice. It's where we get entice from. Tice is to tempt or allure. Uh, so I wonder if now, and I mean, this is pure speculation. I wonder if, because we know that Terry Nation wrote a lot of these as sort of one-liners and they were fleshed out by Chris Belcher. And yeah. I wonder if in the original, perhaps Tice's character was that More style seductive. of character. Yeah, you know, in Tice's Blake falls in love with Blake. Uh, yeah. um, 
and perhaps Chris Boucher came along and went, yeah, no, 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 no. We're not there is that. a little glimmer of that in the very last scene when she says goodbye to Blake and, you know, Callie and Jenna yeah. are like a bit miffed. Oh, I don't think she was talking to us, you know. And I do wonder if that maybe was, yeah, it could be. It could be old Chris, yeah. couldn't it? Yeah, go on. We're not having any of that. Bugger off. We'll make her a strong, independent lady. Um, Here's a question for you then. So, because obviously in this episode, um, we have Jenna weirdly acting. Mm. Do you think this actress would have made a good Jenna? I That's think hard I'd to say. say. Yes. That's hard to say yeah. because I'm so used to yeah. the Jenna that we've had for two seasons and that we've watched and watched and watched, you know. But, yeah. Because she would have been a bit of a harder-edged Jenna. Imagine, imagine her doing a battle of words with Avon. That would be good. Yeah. I can see her as a yeah. Sulin if Glynis yeah. Barber wasn't around, you know? Hmm. <laughs> yeah. She's got a bit of a Dana about her in that she she comes <laughs> she comes along to Blake and she's got these blue tubes and yeah. she goes, They explode if you ignite them. Yeah. Where the bloody hell has she got these from? And I what think this is they? her hobby. I think this is her hobby. Her she's a bit Dana. Of, uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, she's um it makes you wonder what she's blowing up. You know, that perhaps um, it's not small rodents that keep setting off their alarms. Perhaps it's her. Do you think to, she's preparing? You know, she doesn't want to be here for the rest of her life, and she's preparing to be able to make a break I, for it or something. I think rather. so. I think, I think she's either she would she very rapidly. I think she would want to leave whether Sarkov is alive or not because I think she's so fed up with this. But I also think she knows in the back of her mind that the minute Sarkov dies, and he's you know he, he's not a young man, um, her usefulness is at an end. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I I reckon she's stockpiling ready for the she the day she either gets fed up and wants to leave anyway, or anything happens to Sarkov. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She tells Blake she knows of some deserted mine workings. Yes. Well, if you've got desired deserted mine workings there must be a you know indigenous population or there or, were or it, perhaps it was a federation penal colony or something yeah yeah mm-hmm. but and again i we've mentioned this before on this show when they use the word miles that yeah, don't yeah. work for me she says it's 20 miles away we're so used to spatials aren't we yes in in blake seven yeah yeah it's amazing that the uh that that system persists. It shows that, uh, along with everything else, um, the British ended up running the galaxy. Yeah, yeah. I remember when we did the Sarkov episode, we said about how this uh, escape in the car is the slowest car uh, escape yeah. ever. <laughs> I don't think she gets out of first gear. No. Well, they. Um, I imagine it's again they've written the they've written the story before they've seen the vehicle, haven't they? Yeah. Because Blake says, could we escape in that vehicle? And they're sort of making out as if, yeah, of course we can. We can escape. And it, it like you say, it goes slower than walking pace. Wouldn't it have been great if it had been a Ford Cortina? That would have been nice. Or a Capri. Yeah, Capri. You know, something like that. Yeah. An old transit van. Yeah. Um, which would have dated it badly in the 70s, but look, it would look really okay now. Yeah. We're not, you know, but yeah, and that would make a bit more sense because they do this, the slow getaway. They literally could have run away quicker on foot. Yeah. 
Something that didn't occur to me, I don't think, it's a long time since we talked about Sarkov, but, you know, they go to that, you know, checkpoint and yeah. they're teleported up just before the crash. Yeah. Does that mean when they arrive in the Liberator, they should be sitting down? Um, it depends on how the, the teleport works. I think they should because we've had we've had stories where Villa is on one leg, yeah. putting his boots on, and then when he beams down, he's on one leg. Now Star Trek would do a thing where they would they would change your position to match the 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 uh, location, or when you're coming up, they would change your position and rebuild you um, stood up, which makes sense. But yeah, I th- I think. There was there should have been a shot where they all just appeared and then fell over in a comedy. <laughs> that would have been great. Yeah. Or Gan, they say to Gan, "Quick, put the deck chairs out," and he's putting folding chairs out ready. And then, they beam up onto him. Yeah, her. yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't <laughs> see her or Sarkov. I mean, they arrive and and, yeah. and Blake says, "Would you wait here?" We don't see the two of them get caught by the Amagans. I we don't, and I'm sort of glad because we see Blake getting caught, and it's the most embarrassing thing ever. Yeah, where no. that that guy's pumping away at the the terrible fire extinguisher that isn't working properly, and then Gareth Thomas is grabbing his face and just doing it goes on forever. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh no, that's it's not good. No. When we next see them. And, you know, her and her dad are on the flight deck. Has she changed outfit or just yes. taken her jacket off? No, I reckon she's changed. So I reckon, I reckon, um, what was the, uh, the, the leader of the space? Tarvin. Tarvin. I reckon he's tried to seduce her. Oh, right. tempt her with, with wares. Because um, we know the, uh, the Liberator's got unlimited clothing yes. lockers. I can't imagine the um, the ladies from the system on a Saturday night going, I'm going to put this dress on. Can you? <laughs> mm. She's really good. She's seething. You can see she's yes. seething at, at what she perceives to be Jenna's betrayal. Yes. Yeah, she's she... fuming on that couch. Yep. Well, to her, that's the, uh, that's the ultimate betrayal, isn't it? Because she, she's, seen, she's seen the Federation what they've done to her father and she sees her father as betraying her people. So I think betrayal is, is her guiding yeah. sort of sin, isn't it? If you're betraying someone, oof, you're not going to get any, uh, any change from her on yeah. that. So yeah, she really hates. And again, I'm glad they didn't play it as a, Oh, there's two blondes on the ship. Oh, they're going to have a, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. They're not going to get on. They're going to be bitchy towards each other. Yeah. And again, there's no foreshadowing of what's to come because Tarvin no. says to Sarkov, keep your woman quiet Yeah. when Tice gets a bit lippy. Um, we get that odd shot, don't we, uh, of her leg and boot. It's right in front yeah. of the camera um, coming up into the foreground to show her pulling a gun out of it. Um, and she tells Tarvin to turn the ship around. Yeah. But then, unfortunately, as cool as she is, she gets caught by the oldest trick in the book. Yeah. By Tarvin just going, sark off, and looking to one side, and to he, be, no- he knocks yeah. the gun out of the way. To be fair, this is her first interaction with people True. that aren't Federation troopers, and she's probably used to these slightly stupid drug-addled Federation troopers. So yeah. I, I'll let her off that. But at least she tries to do something. Yeah. It's you know, that's odd. more than Avon and co have done. Yeah. Of course, we're ignoring everything that's going on in the yes, in, in yeah. the cupboard where they are at the moment. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, it's oddly uh, shot, the next bit, because she gets smacked in the face by Tarvin and is immediately over the sofa and onto it. You don't see her roll over it. She's just sat back on the sofa. Um, yep. And here we go. This is when she tells Sarkov to shoot him. Shoot him, father, she says. Yeah. Do it. Yeah, because you know? she would have. And she knows she should have. <clears throat> it's um, always remember Eli Wallach in uh, Good, Bad and Ugly. If you've got to shoot, shoot. Don't talk. Yeah. Follow those rules, guys. Um, yeah, she knows she should have shot him without trying to, you know, get him to turn the ship around or whatever. And she wants her dad to do the same. Mm. Um, yeah, again, a really good scene. And eventually, of course, he does. Yes. And uh, that's kind of like reconciled, aren't they, over Tarvin's death? Yeah. Um, and she's grateful to Blake. Um, uh, the Liberator has taken them to Linda, Lindor, yeah. and they're going to go down, aren't they? And uh, And I guess... She yeah, take over the planet again. <coughs> what we don't see is um, a month later, the Federation just blanket bombing yeah. all their people because <laughs> Blake's just left them again. How many people in this show does he go? Uh, you know, I'll, I'll set you up and come back and help you. No, I'm never going to come back. Um, that is a very it, good yeah. point. Did he do it? Can no, he reckon, do it? I reckon our entire population were wiped out. The Federation wouldn't have put up with that nonsense. Um, we, we've said it before, we'll say it again. Um, it would have been nice if there'd have been an ongoing continuity a bit more in Blake 7. So, yeah, mention, you know, the the, the new uh, rebel place on Lindor and blah, 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 and ha- perhaps have her coming back. Um, it's a shame we didn't really have arc shows I'll tell you what, back then. You could have done it by, um, you know, Star 1 at the end yeah. when, you know... Um, all the Federation fleet are, you know, rushing to, you know, head off the um, the, the the aliens. Have like the Lindor fleet the Lindor is on fleet, its way, yeah. or something like that. A line like that. Yeah, um, yeah, and and a shot cuts to a shot of her on the bridge of the ship. Yeah, just like you know, in, I said in, I'd be there for you, Blake. Yeah, yeah. There's the last Star Wars film when you know yeah. Lando turns up with all the fleet. You've got yeah. Tice. <laughs> Oh, that would have been brilliant. Tice in a in in a flagship of the Lindor yeah. fleet. Oh, that would have been really good. Yeah, it was. It, sadly, I mean, it was it was the the program at the time, wasn't it? That, that you didn't do this because each each writer would own the characters they created yeah. and all this. It's very very difficult doing it. But yeah, I I do wish there would have been a bit more of that style of continuity. Recur, Think- recurring Federation officers and recurring, you know, because you could then set up that all this effect Blake has had and it's gradually toppling the galaxy over yeah. into freedom. And that's Wouldn't why Blake is such a threat. Yeah. I mean, we get it time and time again in, in, in the show, Blake is becoming a legend. Blake yeah. is um, getting followers. Yeah. But we you... never, yeah. We never meet anyone that he's met before though. No. Oh, um, Carl Howman, you know, um, yeah. you know, you, you never found out what he finally did. Come on, big finish. We want some yeah. stories. Hey, we want the adventures of Tice. Tice, yes. Yeah. Well, I, I I think we can say that Tice is nice. Yes. Yeah, well, you know, Bounty, it's the Tice of Paradise. <laughs> um, there's the, there's the strap it. line go, for the show. Go, big finish, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Um, yeah, Tice, the actor, is Corinthia West. That's a good name, isn't it? Corinthia. Sounds a bit posh, don't you think? Sounds, isn't, that, isn't that a planet in Star Wars? What, Corinthia? 
Yeah, and that where where did Han Solo come from? No, that's Coruscant. No, that's the Jedi uh, headquarters, isn't it? Oh, was it? Um, Corellian. Corellian. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's Corellian. That's close. Yeah, <coughs> she was the daughter of a senior British army officer. All right. Okay, General Sir Michael M. A. R. West. And schooled in the U.S., she received an early grounding in high society dinners and events with the political and social elite, which makes me think that was Tice before they were dumped on yeah. that planet. You know? Yes, very similar to... Yeah, perhaps she wasn't acting. Maybe perhaps not. This was her. And, uh, yeah, she, during the 70s, was rather an it girl, okay? She was mm-hmm. a model, actress, photographer, and journalist, okay? Appearing in Marie Claire, Harper's and Queen, Harper's Bazaar, Tatler, and the LA Weekly. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, she basically went around the 70s with her camera... Um, taking photographs of um, some of the most famous people in music and film and society. Okay, How did she end up in Black 7? I don't know. It says that she was a muse to rock icons and friend of the stars. Her visual diary over the years captured friendships and intimate moments as she hung out with the likes of Mick Jagger, Ronnie Wood, Helen Mirren, David Bowie, George Harrison, Carly Simon, Angelica Houston, Robin Williams, Neil Young, and Paul Simon. Wow. In Ronnie Wood's words, Corinthia took photos while we were getting on with life. Okay. And then it says, Corinthia was discovered aged 16, standing at a bus stop on the King's Road by Beatles photographer Robert Whittaker. He shared a flat with Eric Clapton, and doors soon opened to a world filled with 60s icons. And some of the uh, um, memorable things that she's known for is the night she was involved in transporting half of the Rolling Stones and a pregnant Chrissy Wood from an all-night party in Malibu Beach in Neil Young's hearse. Um, She took um, iconic photos of Battersea Power Station the same day that Pink Floyd's Animals album photos were taken, and her stills now feature in Pink Floyd's touring exhibition, Their Mortal Remains. She's famous for being the naked girl on the cover of Robert Palmer's second solo album. Oh, didn't know that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, she's famous for hobnobbing, basically, which I think is what Tice would have done if he hadn't been interrupted. Yeah, she would have been... uh... The president's daughter that I could I could see the president's daughter being into fashion and you know that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hobbing the knobs. Yeah. Hmm. So that's her. So now we have to vote out of ten. Are okay. you ready? Yeah. Well, it's difficult this one because we've got nothing to gauge it on. Yeah, but from before. This is true. Yeah. This is true. And and unlike, you know, some of the shows we do where we do, uh, you, you know, design and effectiveness, it's got to be a straight out of 10 because yes. we're also got to vote for people who have many a costume, many yeah, a design, no, we're ju- you know. We're, we're just going to have to um, go with, I suppose the criteria is, did the character work? Did you enjoy the character? You know, were they believable? Were they well acted? Um, so with all that, I really like Tice as a character. I think she's well acted. Um, I didn't realise the actress had that amazing backstory. Mm. Um, so I'm. she might be a little bit high because we might have to revisit, but I'm going to give her an eight. That's exactly what I've got. Yeah, right. yep, an eight. Okay. <coughs> all right. Let's talk about now then 
um, Tarvin. Because Tarvin yes. needs to go in a caravan. <laughs> yes. Uh, where's a, a, a different, a character of a different uh, sort of style altogether, isn't it, Tarvin? Um, he's not particularly believable. He's very heavy-handed, sort of satire on a... You know, if, if they could have, they'd have got Omar Sharif, wouldn't they? Yeah. To play this part. Yeah. He, he's your sort of your star. Bargain basement, Omar yeah. Sharif. You yes. Know? And definitely. yeah, you look on his IMDb, and yeah, there was a, yeah. a ton of those roles. I, I saw him um, um, only last week. One one breakfast I put on a Space 1999. Well, and he's, he's one of the security guards on Moonbase oh, Alpha. Right. It's like that's Tarvin um, in a purple sleeve. Ah, <coughs> oh, bless him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not a well-written character. It's not a deep character. I got a feeling that was added later in the day, should we say? What the Arabness? Uh, the, yeah, the uh, we've got some space pirates. What should we do with them? Ooh. Yeah, mm. uh, I'm gonna give him. I might be being cruel. I'm gonna give him a four. A four? Yeah. Okay. I gave him a five. Um, I like him as as a character and the fact that he's got a back history with Jenner and everything, but I cannot forgive that outfit. No, the outfit is terrible, and I can't I can't see Jenner with this gang as they are. They're all dressed like that. No, it just doesn't. Did Dred- Jenner dress like that while she? Was well, with I them? think so. Imagine if they had been like space pirates, as in there in dirty leathers. They're a bit more like Baben's crew. Yeah, that would have worked quite well. But yeah, the um, the, Ooh, the Jenner in Baben's outfit—that's yeah, a—that's a mental image. <laughs> Leather and studs. I could oh. see that happening, but yeah, I just I can't want see that to Jenner. happen. <laughs> I can't see Jenner in a headdress and a turban. <laughs> no, no. All right, okay. So Tarvin's a four and a half. Okay. All right. Now we've got Sarkov. Um. <clears throat> I quite like Sarkov as a character. He's he's a bit one-dimensional. He's he's we've seen this character quite a few times of the the noble politician. Is there such a thing? Um that has been duped and comes around. But I do like the actor playing him. I don't know why he's Irish and his daughter isn't. <laughs> it's a bit strange, but she might have gone to finishing school, I suppose, and had the Irishness knocked out of her. Um I'm going to give him a six. Okay. Yeah, I was going to give him a seven, but, um, you know, yeah, I, <laughs> I agree, a six. And we've also got to put our main cast in the caravan park. Okay. And I thought now would be the time to do a nice Cali vote because yep. not on her outfit, of course. No, no, no. But this oh, is dear. quite, this is early days Cali when she's still a fighter. She's still a telepath. Those two things kind of like went away, didn't they? Yeah. Um, I think we should break the main characters into the seasons. So do, do a ah, season one, Cali, idea. season two, Cali, season three, Cali, season four, voice. Um, yeah, because they are very good idea. They can be completely different, can't they? Yeah. Um, season one, Cali. I, I I love the character of Cali. It could have been so much more. You know this this sort of uh, freedom fighting. Uh, almost a girl with a death wish. Yeah. You know, her, her she's let her people down. She just wants to, she wants to die in a blaze of glory. Uh, and we get glimpses of it, don't we, in season one. By season two, it's gotten completely. Um, same with Jenna. Jenna had 
glimpses of greatness and then by season two nah she's just a a foil for Blake she's a love interest for Blake and Callie was just a exposition mm. character by season two but season one Callie great character Jan Chappelle is brilliant doing it you really get the feeling she's got very much Leela vibes for me yeah yeah um so I'm gonna give her a nine exactly what I've given yeah. her yeah because you know Callie season one is like she's like Sarah Connor yeah isn't yeah, she she's, yeah, yeah, yeah she's the she sees a problem she goes at it yeah she's really good yeah and um you know, you say, you know, Leela, I mean, she says a line, a very Leela line saying about, you know, how the guards were almost on top of me and she berates herself. I should have yeah. heard them coming. You know, that's a very Leela line, yeah. you know? Yeah. 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 yeah I'll join Definitely. you in that nine. Excellent. So we got a first main character in the caravan. Yeah. At number nine. And next door is Tice at number eight. And then we've got Sarkov with a six and then Tarvin at four and a half. Okay. All right. It gives us a good baseline, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. One last thing I thought we would do on this uh, resurrected show is something we didn't do before, which is um, uh, the Who tally. Let's see who. Oh, okay. Yeah, because there's know, big crossover. Isn't cross there, o- really? cross crosses over, and um, out of our four characters today, only one, T. P. McKenna, is the only one that oh, appeared right. in Doctor yeah, Who. Yeah, he was in uh, the greatest show in the galaxy. He most certainly he? was. Yes. Yeah. Who do you? So, yeah, he gets a one for (laughs) that classic story, yes. It's amazing for the the main cast, there wasn't a huge amount of crossover, was there? No. We got Villa in one of them, uh, Avon in one of them. No, Avon in two. Oh, no, yeah, you're right, Avon in two, yeah, because he's in um, Silurians as well. Yeah, and that might be the maximum, or or will it? We don't know. We don't know, yeah. Well, if we do Michael Sheard in any of these... (laughs) Yeah. Oh, nah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're going above two then, I think. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah two hundred. <laughs> so that's it. That's. Uh, I think that's us done uh, for today. Uh, the, the 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 rebooted show has begun. Yes. Hopefully, it will uh, it will be as successful as the rebooted Doctor Who. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. If what's, what's your plans on uh, schedules for these? Well, what I was thinking is do what we did originally, where we go season one two, three, yep. and four, but do something that we didn't do on Blake Seven in character before, but we do do on Doctor Who Adversaries, which is we take it in turns choosing. So oh, really? it's up to you, Ian. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm not asking you to name it now, but um, yeah, the next one will be a season two story with a character of your choice. Okay, right. I'll have to have a think about that because I, I didn't prepare for that <laughs> well no 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 and the other thing i was going to say is i i, I think you, you know our original blake seven in character show was out weekly yes uh, it, this isn't going to be weekly what we're going to do is um we are going to record these on a sunday afternoon um just after we've recorded one of the 30 minute jerry anderson shows which is what we've done today Listener, I don't know if, if you know, we had a little bit of a technical glitch then. Ian disappeared, and it's taken two attempts to uh, get him back. But I was just saying over to you, Ian, you choose who our next uh, subject character is going to be. Yes, so uh, unfortunately, in the five or six minutes that we've been down, or fortunately, I've had a look. So uh, this might break your Doctor Who tally. <laughs> Eric, so I'm going to go with uh, I can't I don't know how to pronounce it. Toys from Gambit, 
John Leeson's character. Oh, yeah. Oh, he, yeah. I think we've got a champ straight away. Yeah, yeah I think he'll, he'll be the one to beat. <clears throat> yeah. Again, what we were saying earlier, you have a, um, you know, a, a, a main character who eclipses everyone. Yes. And yeah, toys yeah. in his lovely hat. Yeah, because he's an interesting character. Uh, and John Leeson's great actor. But yeah, absolutely. Aubrey just eclipses him so much. So it'll be interesting to watch it, watching him. Yeah. And what I, I didn't really say earlier, but what I'd like to do far more in, in, in this that we did first time is, is try and imagine what were their backstories. We've just done it yes. with Tice, you know. What was her backstory? How, who is Tois? Where did he come yeah. from? And how, how did, how did he, he end up position? There? Yeah. <laughs> and what happened to him afterwards, of yeah. course? Because, yeah, no, that's a very good choice. Very yeah, good. So. That'd be good. It's a good episode for us to uh, rewatch. So. Yeah. So hopefully, I mean, oh, technical problems um, willing, um, you know, we should get this out in two weeks' time because in two Hopefully, weeks' yeah. time, you and I are going to be talking about Fireball XL Five. Yes, which, which is quite means short. we can, yeah, which so. means we can talk about Blake Seven straight afterwards. So maybe in two weeks' time, then, two folks. Weeks time, okay. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. Let, let's have a toy around with toys. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hope, hopefully this little bit will come out. <laughs> we'll yes. Have to okay. do it again. All right. Okay. Well, it's great to be back. Um, um, it is. It feels it, like we've enjoyed never that. Away. Thank you very much. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and hopefully, listener, uh, you enjoyed that. Let us know on the Facebook page because I'm gonna yes. I'm gonna be posting up on there just like we did before with photo albums and uh, and and links and stuff like that. All right. Yeah. And if you got any uh, suggestions of characters that we missed the first time, but you that's think a very good. It, yeah. Very yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. We're One of the secondary characters yeah. that we have not. Um, have not featured yet. Yep. Yes, yeah, excellent choice. Yeah. All right, okay. Thank you, Ian. Thank you, no listener. Problem. And uh, see you next time. Thanks, All Ian. right, cheers. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye.